1: Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. You should send your questions about cleaning, or anything else really, to joliecare at gmail.com. With me is my co-host in residency, John Taylor. Hey, John. Hey. Hi. John, don't leave me.
2: I, I literally just got here. <laughs>
1: You guys, this is John's last episode as co-host in residency. I'm very sad, but I'm also very happy because it's been great to have you this month.
2: It's been fun. Have Talk. you had fun? It's been good. It's been I good. I haven't, like, contributed any cleaning advice.
1: You don't need to. That's, I mean, that's what I'm here for. No,
2: but I've realized, like, <laughs> listening back to them is just, like, whenever you actually start answering the question, I just go dead silent for four and a half minutes because I have nothing to contribute because at any point it would just be me popping and being like, huh. Huh. Oh, sponge. <laughs>
1: You don't say, uh, no. But that's why you're great, actually. And someone, um, that was actually one of the pieces of positive feedback that I got about you. That, um, Did I just our, shut the fuck up. <laughs> one of our listeners was like, you know, he, it's great. Like he doesn't interrupt you, but he adds like a lot of personality, and you guys have great chemistry, and like it, just, it
2: works yeah, well together. It's, it
1: does. It's been great, and I have like loved, loved, loved having you here. This month went by so fast.
2: It was a quick month. It
1: was a very quick month and also I have to say also I'm super grateful because it gave me a lot of clarity about what makes me happy in terms of doing this show and what I have to do kind of as like next steps as I consider growing the show and all this stuff. So you guys just a quick quick update. Um, John is going to leave after this episode. I hope he's going to come back but I have um, for the next couple of episodes I'll be going back to the guest format. I have some amazing guests lined up um including as i mentioned last week ask a manager Allison green is going to be coming on we're going to be talking about office cleaning horror stories etiquette all of that good stuff we're definitely going to be talking about the microwaved socks um so that's what you guys can expect for most of may will be uh just back to the regular olds rotating guest formats um and then i may do some other residencies i may just like beg John to come back full time. Uh, we'll, we will, We shall see what happens, but this has been really, really great. Uh, we have a big episode today. Um, we are finishing off our Wash What Happens annual spring cleaning extravaganza that we do here on Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Today's final episode um, is going to be focused on uh, deep cleaning your major kitchen appliances. Ooh. This is, I think, going to be fodder for a lot of fun because they're gnarly jobs.
2: Yeah, and they all Um, smell bad.
1: They do smell really bad. they smell bad in all different ways, too. So we're going to be doing uh, deep cleaning the fridge, deep cleaning the oven, and deep cleaning the dishwasher. And I regret to inform John and the rest of you that part of the uh, discussion of the dishwasher we have to do um, involves drain lines and kinked drain lines. What is a kink green It It's old pervy Uncle Jolie over here. Okay, I have
2: <laughs> a number of things to say already. <laughs> number number one, why are you referring to yourself as Uncle Jolie? <laughs> like, aunts can be pervy too.
1: I I am I am your cool pervy aunt. Number two <laughs> Why
2: why is it any different? Like what is what is different about like every episode, every single episode contains some like bizarre fetish community thing oh,
1: it's, it's not i don't know so there's nothing
2: <laughs> just because like you get to say like we got we use did...
1: the word kinky like eight thousand times we
2: had an episode where you said the word suction over and yes, over yes i
1: again. sure did pa- powerful suction john
2: and especially considering that the bonus episode you have coming up for this particular week is, is... bonus episode number 69
1: nice and what <laughs> am i wearing
2: a uh, shirt that's upside down. <laughs> I'm I'm dead serious. I actually can't, can't read, read it. it. <laughs> no. Bet you can't guess my favorite. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> What New Jersey <laughs> carnival boardwalk did you win that from?
1: I won it from a podcast listener who sent it to me anonymously to the office, and I, I.
2: I'm glad they sent it anonymously. And I had
1: to, and I had to like take to Twitter to beg for the person to reveal himself, which he did. Of course, it was a dude. Uh, of course, it was his dude. <laughs> um, which he did reveal himself because I wanted to send him a thank you note. Um, so, you guys, if you want a sweet, sweet bet you can't guess my favorite number T-shirt, you can get them on Amazon. He has an Amazon shop, and he told me that the best way to find the shop because of the way that like Amazon works is just to go into the search bar and search for bet. You can't guess my favorite number t-shirt and it'll come up.
2: There you Um, go. If you want a subtle 69 (laughs) t-shirt,
1: I get, um, definitely. I wear this one a lot when I'm doing my Saturday 100s at the gym. Um, and I definitely get like a lot of extra like grunting from my fellow gym bros when I'm wearing it. And I really like that. Um, Before we can get into bonus episode 69, the nicest bonus episode, we want to remind you that we offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to our premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash ask a clean person to help support us. It is also the end of the month, which means it is time to say thank you to the patrons who are new to us in April. We have a lot of them. Um so we have big thank yous to go to Megan Hayes, Genevieve Beckrow, Kirsten Dugans, Lauren Burnley, Morgan Meredith, Rebecca Swibel. I think it's Swibel, It may be quibel but I think it's Swibel. Michelle Beach and Chris Key. And then we have to give a very special thanks to our nicest patrons. These are the patrons who have pledged two sixty-nine, six ninety, et cetera, et cetera. They're Actually, more of you than there are than regular Why old Why am I big. not surprised? <laughs> I should just change the levels at this point. Really? Just make, them, I, like... make them all some 69. <laughs> I used to have actually a $69 level of giving um, that I had to spike for reasons. Uh, but maybe I'll bring that one back. All right. So here here are our nicest patrons. Sarah Smiley, Ruthie Berger, Miranda Hilliard, Chad Shootman, Isabel Aranar. Let me see. Let me try that one again. Ernivar. Ernivar. Isabel Ernivar. There we go. Thanks, Isabel. Sorry, I butchered your name. Uh, Rose A. Beverly Hobbs. Bev, I know you. My, She's my favorite Scorpio. Uh, you <laughs> sorry, my favorite I too- Scorpios? <laughs> I do. I have favorite Scorpios. Uh, Lucy Horst, William Drake, Annette Blackwell, and Sarah O'Brien. Thank you guys so much for helping to support. My weird little cleaning show that you love so much.
2: I'm a little disappointed no one put down a fake name for that, like huge ass or
1: Oh yeah, you guys should start doing that.
2: <laughs> Please. Or like, uh see butts yeah. or the immortal me. <laughs> like who... <laughs> Which of really the... would have been appropriate for the sixty nine level of giving.
1: That would be perfect. Alright. If <laughs> if you want to do that, you have to give sixty nine dollars. <laughs> Um all right so we're going to have I think a a longish ep today cuz yeah. well oh, we got a lot to cover. We got some beers. Yes. We also have some very fancy special chips. Yep. Uh, our patrons will remember on last week's bonus episode uh, John was talking excitingly about the the king of chip mountain walkers cheddar and onion cheese and, cheese and, onion. Cheese and onion sorry. I don't actually cheese. know what kind of cheese it yeah, is.
2: Yeah, it's just cheese. It's just cheese. Which is kind of worrisome to think about that they yeah. don't tell you what kind of cheese yeah. it is.
1: Uh, I think it is cheddar. Um, cheese and onion, potato chips. There's a place near my apartment that sells them, so I went and got John a whole, a whole big baggie full of them. so It just says cheese
2: and onion seasoning. It literally says cheese powder. <laughs> I, I'm a little concerned about that.
1: Don't think too much about it. Just enjoy your chips. Oh. All right, here. But before you enjoy your chips, though... Uh, I need you to read the question from Claudia.
2: Claudia. Claudia writes, (laughs) I'm sorry if that's how you pronounce your name, I just find it funny.
1: (laughs) I do too, I don't know why.
2: Dear Jolie, I heard your interview on NPR's Fresh Air, and I really have to say it was one of my favorites. Out of all the interviews with actors, musicians, and authors that I've listened to Terry Gross interview, yours has stuck with me the most. Can I just say how appropriate it is that you talk to someone named Terry Gross about cleaning? (laughs)
1: Terry Gross hated me so much, too. <laughs> Did you show up drunk? No, I didn't. No, I was... I thought I was being very well-behaved, but I told Terry that her cats hated her. <laughs> she didn't like that so
2: much. God, that's like... That is the biggest insult you could possibly give to an NPR personality. <laughs> it's know. that their cats don't like I them. I know.
1: I was... Oh, look, God. I was very green. You know, I I, I I know a little bit more about doing interviews now well, oh, Claudia did not mind
2: no. you ripping on Terry Gross. Uh that being said, I'm not entirely sure if it's appropriate to send you questions about cleaning like this, but here goes nothing. It sure is. It always is. I moved into a new apartment and noticed a pretty big problem. My refrigerator stunk like a car air freshener, probably because there was an actual car air freshener in the freezer. <laughs> Who would do that? I know. Why would you do that? I know. Why would you? God. I love this question so much. Not sure how long it had been in there, but I immediately took it out and tried to air out the thing. At first, it seemed like the smell was going away, but now it just seems to be getting worse. The biggest problem is that anything I put in the fridge soaks up that disgusting smell unless it is wrapped up or in a tightly sealed container. I can't make ice in my freezer because it comes out smelling and tasting like a damn <laughs> car air freshener. I'm sorry. That that's just
1: like, most hilarious
2: That's the... problem. <laughs> uh, God, summer is coming. I'm going to need some ice. I've tried scrubbing the whole fridge and freezer out with baking soda, white vinegar, and bleach all separately. God, you bleached your freezer and it still wouldn't go away. But the stank is persistent. I realize you must be an incredibly busy woman.
1: <laughs> what? Is, what that, is that true? I'm um, I'm pretty busy. I've listen. The garbage chips aren't going to eat okay. themselves.
2: But I was wondering if you had any suggestions at all for cleaning slash destinkifying my fridge. Thanks so much, Claudia. What I really want to know what was not included there is what, which car air freshener.
1: I just assume it's the tree.
2: I figured new car. I'm also trying to think which would, which, <laughs> which would be, would be worse. The,
1: I, well, I was just going to say which would be best for use in cocktails. Like which which car freshener.
2: Definitely pine ice flavor ice. Because then you can be... make gin and tonics. So it would be. Yeah, like... I was
1: actually thinking. I was like, maybe that would be like a. You could like pass it off as like artisanal ice. It's flavored you ice definitely, for your cocktail. You definitely
2: can pass it off. There are white people stupid enough on this planet who will consume ice that's been made in a freezer that stinks like a car air freshener. Let's start and that think business. To themselves, it's artisanal. Let's start that business. I, I would John. like to. But right. you, you need to tell this poor person I how mean... to get air freshener stink out of their freezer. This is a New Yorker, too. Right? I'm sure this is a New Yorker who is writing in, because only an, another New Yorker would think to do something and put a car air freshener in a freezer.
1: I feel like it's not a New Yorker, because I don't feel like New Yorkers think about car air fresheners.
2: But New Yorkers are assholes.
1: Yes, they are.
2: And that's a really asshole, stupid thing to do.
1: I want to meet the guy who put... Because it was a guy. It was definitely, it was definitely a guy. A guy. That was, that's uh, I want to meet freshener. the guy who decided that the solution to his problems in life
2: was, a car air freshener. was to
1: put a car air freshener in the freezer if you or you've someone gotta, you y- know has done this because here's the thing it also if one person has done it other more people more have done, people it. done it so well, you've got
2: to imagine this dude also probably at some point had a car air freshener floating in his toilet <laughs> He's like that'll fix that
1: <laughs> oh, god let's let's like not spend too much time thinking of all of the places that people could put car air fresheners that just would be bad bad ideas because we could lose our minds we could uh and we got to
2: you have to tell this person, it's Claudia, how to get her fridge clean.
1: Before I tell Claudia how to get the smell out, and I have actually some pretty easy and like not even remotely labor-intensive things that she should do, I want to start with the general how-to-deep-clean-a-fridge instructions because I think that that's a good thing to talk about. We haven't talked about it on this show in a while. Um, as we were leaving last week, actually, John told me that he hates cleaning the fridge and I was like, really? That's so interesting because it's like one of those jobs that I do not mind at all. And the job that I do hate that John doesn't mind at all is cleaning the oven. I hate cleaning the oven. And we're going to talk about cleaning the oven in the, in the next segment. Um, okay. So let us talk about your general approach to a fridge deep clean sitch. First of all, I want to say that there yes, there are instructions in my book that you can go buy. You have a book? <laughs> I did that just for you. Wow. But also I have there, never
2: heard of this book.
1: There There's um there's a an article that I wrote for the New York Times in November of twenty seventeen that's literally called How to Deep Clean a Fridge. Like it's it was like the most on the nose headline uh
2: (laughs) they didn't even give it the time i know i was like
1: in a fridge deep cleaning like you know
2: (laughs) for for gross refrigerators a new start or something
1: (laughs) i'm gonna make my editor start doing those for me um so that that's all there for you to refer back to um should you want it but here are the basics Um, the the first thing is get out the tools you need before you start the job so here are the tools you need a wrench i hate no i'm just kidding um you need trash bags you probably are going to want gloves, not actually for the cleaning part, but for the, the food disposal part of things.
2: That's that's the fun part right there. Yeah. How long has this uh, been in my fridge?
1: <laughs> what was this? Yeah. Um, you're probably going to want a cooler. Uh, and then for the actual cleaning stuff, um, a, a general all-purpose cleaner, I'm going to talk about the options that you have. Um, sponges, rags, microfiber cloths, what, sort of one of those. Uh Adobe Pad is a very good thing. That's the nonstick scrubbing sponge that 3M makes that I'm so in love with. Um, And then also a magic eraser may come in handy. So you you may not need all of those things, but those are that's sort of your general fridge deep cleaning toolkit. Okay. The first step. You guys are gonna hate me for this, but I really promise that if you do it and you do it the way that I tell you to do it, it is going to be much, much, much less painful than if you try to cut corners like I think when we started John I talked about how people try to take shortcuts and cut corners with deep cleaning and that's almost it's the always, American way right and it almost always ends up creating more work for you so just try to try to do it the Russian way I guess the opposite of the American way
2: cheating what <laughs> no you got to do it the German way the
1: German way do it the German way do it do it
2: skip no steps do
1: it right yeah
2: do it right and Um, then go too far with it and and then have to apologize for it
1: yes and with no humor
2: with no humor Uh, (laughs) at all
1: (laughs) but have humor because humor humor will help um okay so the first step is to take everything out that means everything that means everything off of the shelves that means everything out of the the side doors everything and the reason you're going to take everything out is because you also are going to take the shelves and the door panel inserts out too and if you leave a bottle of ketchup in then you can't take them out take everything out take out the bottle box of baking soda in the back take everything out uh this is also probably a good time to mention that um, it's not a bad idea to put on some music while you're doing this or maybe a podcast maybe a podcast about cleaning uh, if you know of one maybe maybe you might listen to it it's well. very meta uh, <laughs> you know a lot of people listen to this while they clean
2: but that, but like you know that, right? But not to... for the
1: advice. They do it just because it's like.
2: So while they're cleaning one thing, they have you yammering on about cleaning another thing. And
1: exactly. A lot of people do this. A lot of people do this. They say like it's It one because it's like cleaning is a good time to listen to a podcast, and because you're sort of
2: well, sure, yeah, you're not maybe, doing anything. Not else. doing anything
1: else. Um, and they say like it. It gets them like even if I'm not talking about the chore they're doing. The fact that I'm so excited about whatever it is I'm talking about gets them excited about Your whatever they're doing. infectious
2: enthusiasm. That's right. About
1: <laughs> cleaning.
2: About cleaning. <laughs> about stains and
1: Like red fluids. clay stains. John. I walked
2: right into that. One. You really <laughs> Jesus. did.
1: John, we had a red clay tragedy this week. Did you see this on Twitter? I think you didn't see it.
2: I don't think I did.
1: You guys, I regret to inform you that the crud cutter... Red, stain clay, red clay stain remover has been discontinued. Ah. The Rust-Oleum Corporation like got in touch with me to confirm it. And wow. Everything.
2: The I universe lost. finally working in my favor. You see what happens? You make all your damn jokes, and this is the result. This is the karmic punishment for going on and damn on about this
1: so sad and then i went to go look for the the marinara and mozzarella ruffles at the grocery store i went to five different stores over the course of two days to try to find them and i couldn't find them and i'm worried that ruffles has discontinued them it's been a very hard week john i'm gonna i'm gonna talk more about fridge cleaning to, to my the the, the tatter, tattered remnants of my soul this is
2: like therapy but involving <laughs> <That's> a <laughs> lot more baking soda <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. All right, so yeah, listen, listen to some music, listen to a podcast. Like, you know, it just helps the, the job go by a little bit faster. Okay, so you've taken everything out, including the shelves and the door inserts and the drawers. My God, the drawers. Take the drawers out, you guys. They're disgusting. You are going to wash those things. Now, if you have an outdoor area where you can just take that stuff outside and hose them right down, do that. Otherwise... Because they're like big, kind of bulky, weirdly shaped items, they're kind of hard to wash in the kitchen sink. You can do it, um, but I would say that if you have a bathtub, that's actually the place to take them in and wash them. If you can't take them outside, um, so you're gonna you're gonna wash all of those things basically just like you would a dish with like hot soapy water. If, however, on the shelves, especially the ones that come out of the door, but where, like, a lot of people keep their, their condiments that the jars drip and they get sticky and all of that, if there is, like, a lot of sticky stuff kind of, like, st- stuck on.
2: <laughs> sticky stuff <laughs> sticks. There you go. <laughs>
1: um, You might want to give them a spray with an all-purpose cleaner, like a 409 or any one of those, and just, like, like let that sit and kind of penetrate into the sticky stuff. I also have another tip if it's really not budging um that i will get to in just a second um but you're gonna you're gonna wash all those things first dry them, set them aside um and then you oh wait i i've i've been so like out you're of, so
2: excited you're jumping ahead i
1: was i did jump ahead i was i actually was so distressed about the red clay that i jumped ahead uh sorry before you start washing the shelves uh after you've taken everything out before you wash the shelves, you want to do your first pass at your food inventory Um, this is the time when you are going to dump out those old leftovers that like don't resemble what they started out as, um, throw away things that like, you know, have gone off the liquefied lettuce, all of that stuff. Just do the first pass, throw all that stuff out, um, transfer anything that's highly perishable into your cooler or just stash it in your freezer. Um, here is a little tip for making, The throwing away of the rotted um, and the leftover, gross leftover stuff, uh, a little bit less gross. It's quite facile, but like I think it does help to actually hear this. So the first is either um, like wear a glove so that you can use your gloved hand to scoop things out of like Tupperware and stuff that you want to keep just so you don't have to touch it. Or... If stuff has been stored with saran wrap or tin foil over it, use the saran wrap or tin foil as kind of like a glove to like scoop and throw away. All or that just throw stuff.
2: everything away.
1: Or just throw everything away. Um, I mean i i don't want I don't really want you dumping your Tupperware and your and your good storage containers like that. If it's if it's the like semi disposable, um, like the the Glad, wear yeah. that stuff. Um. I mean, you might want... That stuff is highly porous, and it's not meant to last forever. So you if it's something that's been sitting in there for a long time, you might want to just dump it. If it's something you can it.
2: buy, like, six of them at the supermarket for two fifty, just just toss that yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: throw it away and get a new one. Jolie Care has actually said throw it away and get a new one. Um, First
2: yeah. time for everything.
1: <laughs> um, the other thing, and again, this is pretty facile, but, like, as you're opening things up, before you open them, take a big, deep breath. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't lean in and just open your nostrils right above the container.
1: Yeah, I mean, I and like you know, I again, I know it's facile to say, yeah, but it. I've,
2: I've done that when I've been ready to open something. I've been like, part of me is like, I know this is gonna smell terrible, but the other part of me is like, yeah, but how terrible? Like, how bad is this gonna be? How
1: bad? And then I'm like is it? half
2: retching over the sink, going, Oh, right, that was. Why did I expect anything different?
1: Right. Exactly. So yeah, the, the take take a big deep breath, hold it, and then you're not inhaling the stench of your your rotted food and personal failures um okay so then you've done your first pass you stash highly highly perishable stuff in the in the freezer for the time being and you've set everything else aside now it's time to do the drawers and the shelves now here is my tip for um when very very sticky things stick on stickily Uh, you are going to make a hot compress of sorts Because basically what you want to do is you want to reconstitute whatever it is that has basically dried up and onto the shelves of your refrigerator. So um, obviously you want to mind your hands when you do this. But basically what you're going to do is take a rag, like an old, old washcloth, old dishcloth. Uh, Don't use a paper towel for this because you want to get it really pretty soaking wet with very, very, very hot water. Again, mind your hands. Don't burn your hands while you're doing this. Uh, wring it out very well but very quickly so that it doesn't it loses as little heat as possible and then press it right onto the sticky stuff and just hold it there once you start feeling it lose its heat sort of wipe and see how reconstituted the sticky thing has gotten if it's still like being stubborn and sticky just keep repeating the hot compress until it finally loosens up and then you can just wipe it out, away so very easy Uh, But, you know, again, mind your hands. All right. So now the time has come to clean the interior. And I told you guys that I would give you kind of a rundown of the different cleaners you can use. This is very much up to your personal choice and your comfort level. Here are some of the things that are good to use. You can use diluted bleach. You can use diluted vinegar. Not ever together, though. You could use diluted dish soap. You could use an all-purpose cleaner like a Fantastic, a 409, a a Mrs. Myers, whatever one you want. Those are all fine to do. The choice really comes down to some people feel better cleaning their fridge out with bleach. It just makes them feel comforted to have that level of bacteria and germ killing. Some people, on the other hand, feel like they don't want bleach anywhere near the foodstuffs, and that's fine. You you can feel the way you feel because there are options for you and you should choose. This is right a judgment free zone. That's right. Free it's free to be you and me up in this baby. <clears throat> um okay. You're gonna use uh, you know, a sponge or rags for the for the clean out. Again, as I mentioned, Adobe Pad is really great. It's the non non-scratch scrubbing sponge. Um you can get them at, you know, supermarkets, Amazon, they're kind of everywhere if you know to look for them. Um, The reason that they're great is because a plastic interior can scratch if you use, like, those um, green and yellow sponges with the green scrubby back. Like, the green can come off and also it can scratch. The Adobe won't scratch. But it's really great for, again, getting up kind of sticky or crusted on splattery type stuff. Um, Another tool that is really great cleaning a refrigerator is an old toothbrush. A lot of refrigerators have kind of like some weird nooks and crannies, especially um, around the areas where the drawers and the shelves get put in. Um, And so a little toothbrush can be great for scrubbing at that. Um, A magic eraser is great for stains. Like a lot, like basically Sriracha is the biggest like culprit when it comes to stains inside a refrigerator, I think. Um, But if you've cleaned and cleaned and cleaned and there's still something that's stained, Uh, Use a magic eraser to get that off. Um, The other thing to think about when you're cleaning the interior is that the rubber seal around the door of the refrigerator uh, that's kind of accordion-like is a horror show. Open it. Look inside. You could send me a picture if you wanted. Um, I promise you there are things in there that will, will surprise and disgust you. You should wipe that out. Uh, a thin rag and, you know, your your all-purpose cleaning solution is fine for that. But that's a good thing to clean. Um, All right. Once everything is clean, you're just going to put back all of the shelves. This is also a good time to reorganize your shelf placement or to rethink your shelf placement. Like, people, I think, forget that they can move their fridge shelves around. Well, because you just get
2: so used to something being in one place where,
1: yeah. <clears throat>
2: where it's just like, Oh, this is just where I keep my soy sauce. The this soy is sauce the way is always is. there.
1: Yeah, but I actually mean like how the shelves are arranged.
2: Oh, like the actual shelves themselves.
1: Yeah, like a lot. A lot of fridge models ha- allow you to control that, and like
2: I think most people just want to think because most people assume like when you take the fridge out of the box or when it gets delivered to you or when you you know move into the apartment where the fridge already is and you look inside the fridge, you're like, oh, well. Everything must be that way because the people who make fridges would not just allow you to reconstitute the damn thing like a Lego. Like, it's not a... They do. They're 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 thoughtful people, the yeah. fridge people.
1: Yeah. I move my shelves around all the time. And actually, a lot of times, like, it changes by the season. Um, like, when it gets really warm out and I need to have more room for my box of wine, you know, the, the shelves get rearranged. That's just the way it goes, John. It is. It's... Sometimes
2: you need room for boxes of wine. That's true. I'm surprised there isn't a box of wine here.
1: I know, you know. I've never brought. I would just be drinking out of it like, like a keg stand. <laughs> like, you gotta do. You
2: gotta do like what they did on "It's Always Sunny" and put wine in cans. Just gives you extra mobility.
1: They do have wine in cans. Oh yeah, they come thing, with no? little straws. It's actually pretty good wine too. Um, okay, so yeah, so then you're now you're gonna put everything back. When you're putting everything back, this is the time to do. The second pass at the food inventory. This is where you're going to do things like you're going to open the lids of jars and you're going to see if any fur is growing on that jar of jam that you've had for seven years. Uh, No one has
2: ever finished a jar of jam except for your British listeners.
1: Yes. Hello. (laughs) I was hoping we'd get that voice. Oh, my God. Now, after the, the feather duster voice in my head... I then had the coronation chicken voice in my head all week. What? The coronation chicken?
2: (laughs) I'm sorry to your British listeners who have to put up with my horrible attempts at a British accent. It's
1: so great. It makes me laugh so hard. Hello, governor. Uh,
2: (laughs) Do you have British listeners? Do you ever get emails from the other side of the pond? I do.
1: I do, actually. I actually just got a question from a British listener who wanted to try the cascade trick um, for dinging whites and she was like but what is what is the uk version of cascade and i was like it's oh, cascade
2: it's... but they put an o and a u in it yes. for some reason
1: <laughs> but i think it was fairy course, yeah
2: i was gonna say any email you get from england you have to run through a translator to yeah. get all the weird britisher yeah. words out
1: yeah so so many extra us might um all right where was i oh so you're gonna yeah, you're gonna Look in your jars. This is also a good time when you're looking in the jars to, like, screw the lids on right this time. Um, it's also, this is the time when you should be wiping off your bottles. Wipe off your bottle of ketchup that's sticky. Wipe off your bottle of sriracha that's sticky. Like, wipe up the sticky jars. Hot water, paper towel, or a rag. That's all. You don't, you don't even, you don't need to wash them. It's just hot water. Wipe it all off. Um, and then you will put everything back. And that's how you deep clean a fridge. Easy.
2: It's very straightforward. Easy. Let's talk about the smells. That's the thing because we we still need to address Claudia's
1: artisanal ice. I've got her. I've got her and her artisanal ice covered. Okay. A couple of things generally about fridge smells and dealing with them. Um, This is not going to be Claudia's problem, I don't think, but she should check this anyway. But generally speaking, when you have a fridge smell and you've done the deep clean... And you're like, the damn thing still smells. I don't know what's going on. Do I have to throw it out the window? Like, what is please going throw on here? A, please
2: throw a refrigerator out a window if you ever get a, if you ever get a chance where that's a thing you can do. Please do it.
1: Put it in the microwave for an hour. Especially,
2: especially if you are the higher up you are in a building, the more I implore you to push a refrigerator out the window.
1: This is gonna be like. Do you remember the movie The Program? They had they had that scene. Do you remember that movie?
2: Was it the CIA one?
1: No, it was the fo- football one.
2: No, I, I don't. Then
1: what am I thinking of? It was a football one from the '90s where there was a scene where, as like a psych up thing, they all the players lie down on the on the median of a highway, uh-huh. um, and then like a whole bunch of idiot kids actually did it, and one of them got killed, of and course. so they had to cut that scene out of the DVD, <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: the VHS.
1: Well actually, as I was saying it, I was like this was, I was in high school, the VHS, yeah. Um They had DVDs in the 90s, right?
2: The late 90s is when those started to catch on, right? I,
1: I mean, I was in boarding school, so I'm I was like Well, cuz when I was a kid I was living in like the well, 50s. When I, when I was
2: a kid in the 90s, all I the I was living
1: in Coronation Chicken.
2: All the all the Disney movies that my sister loved uh, came on VHS. The first DVDs I remember showing up in my family's household were in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Because my dad would buy them at Costco.
1: <laughs> that's he, such a he, dad thing to do. He still does this.
2: He'll just buy... Is that how
1: you ended up with Game of Thrones on Blu-ray?
2: I don't know where he bought that, but I wouldn't be surprised it's if that's where he Costco. got it. But like, he will just sometimes go to Costco because they live down in D.C. and there's a Costco not far from them. There are a few actually down there. Um, and he will just buy movies there randomly.
1: My dad loves Costco too.
2: I used to, the one, we had one I used to love going to because you could just get a giant thing of chocolate chip cookies for like $4. Yeah. And I would always just throw it, because you can throw anything into a Costco cart because it will just get lost amid a sea of other things. Mm-hmm. And it's too, and like, until you check out, it's way too late to be like, oh shit, I accidentally bought like four <laughs> gallons of like milk and I didn't <laughs> even realize it because it was just buried under the 200 other things you can buy here.
1: I love Costco. We should go have a Costco adventure one of these days. But there
2: well, there is no Costco in New York, is there?
1: I think there's one nearby.
2: Is it up in like the Bronxish area?
1: I think so. Or maybe Queens. I don't know. This is not a show about Costco, unfortunately. It could be. It could be. Um
2: how the do we Cos-cast. even get on
1: to the Oh, because we were talking about the, the shoving the fridge out the yeah, window. Throw your fridge okay, out so a window. Throw your fridge out the window. Step one. No. Um okay. Here's the thing you need to do. If you have a mystery smell that you cannot uh, identify the source of. I'm, tell- I'm going to tell you what the source of it is. The source is the drip pan. The drip pan is lo- located underneath the unit. There's usually a kick plate on the front bottom of the refrigerator. Sometimes it's in the back though. So here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to have to go to Google. You're going to have to Google the make and model number of your refrigerator and drip pan and you're going to have to find out where your drip pan is and how you access it uh once you know that information you're going to go in to the drip pan you're going to take the drip pan out the drip pan is going to be disgusting you do not actually need to send me a photo of it but you may if you would like
2: finally found
1: it's just not a good it's not a good photo it's not it's just
2: i want to say for all the photos you want people to send you i want i want to make this request if you have the opportunity to push a fridge out a window, send me video. I want to no, see video clear. of a fridge smashing into the pavement from like 10 stories John, someone's up. someone's
1: going to get killed because of us.
2: Probably, but you know what? And um, the headline
1: is going to be amazing.
2: Legal disclaimer. <laughs> I am not a...
1: Sports Illustrated Actually, writer.
2: I was gonna say, saying I'm not a lawyer doesn't accomplish anything here. <laughs> Sports I am not a lawyer, writer,
1: and, and New York Times contributor.
2: I am not a lawyer, though my mom wishes I were one. So
1: the teens are going to start doing this. Oh
2: my god, I hope so. If I can create the next teen craze and it's just pushing fridges out of windows, oh my god, that would actually be yo. The teens amazing. are dumb enough to eat Tide pods. They're definitely dumb enough to commit murder.
1: I know, guys, don't do this. But if you do, take video and send it to us, please. All right, okay. So check the drip pan. You're gonna basically wash it out again, just like you would wash the shells like you would wash a dish hot soapy water if it's really bad you can bleach it no problem but what happens with the drip pan is that water collects i mean it's called a drip pan you can imagine why it's there it's there to collect drips but drips will collect and the water is standing fetid water and it's especially true if something like someone told me recently I think it was like salmon went bad or something in the fridge. And he was like, <laughs> I can't And like, he was like, I've done everything. And this thing still smells. And what am I going to have to do? Am I going to throw it away and get a new one? And I was like, "No, oh, dude, you just got to go find the drip pan. And the, and he went and did it. And he was like, yeah, that was the problem. Salmon water. Um, <laughs> salmon water
2: is definitely something you can buy in England.
1: <laughs> definitely something you can buy in England. Um, OK, but again, this is not going to help Claudia because we know what Claudia's problem. We know the source of Claudia's problem, and it's not in the drip pan, although she probably should. The drip pan may have like pine water in there uh, that she wants to dump and clean out. OK, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to use an odor eliminator. You're going to have to just shut it into the fridge and into the freezer. Um, so the, basically, the problem was, is that she was doing the deep cleaning, but she wasn't leaving an odor eliminating product in there long enough to absorb out all of the pine smell. So you got to take has... those
2: Dr. Scholl's shoe balls and just throw them in yes. there.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> fill the entire fridge with sneaker balls. If
2: it's good shut enough. Shut the door. If it's good enough for sneakers.
1: <laughs> and then take a video when your husband goes in and opens the door and, and all the
2: sneaker balls. Just <laughs> with sneaker balls.
1: Um, I did not see any of this going in this direction, and I have to tell you, I'm so thrilled about it. Um because now I'm really picturing a refrigerator, fill. like you know how people like fill their um, medicine cabinet with marbles yeah, before the, a party. Yeah, put something yeah. Or, like
2: ping pong balls yeah. and something exactly. as a prank. That's yeah. what I'm
1: picturing, but with sneaker balls. Um, okay, so here are the two that I, the two odor eliminators that I'm going to recommend you use specifically for a fridge. Um, I'm either going to suggest active charcoal, which is also known as activated charcoal or active carbon or activated carbon. You can buy that loose at um, pet stores that carry supplies for fish Um, that's often used in fish tanks. Um, And that's exactly what I would do. You can get it in like a a little plastic um, containers, like the kind of plastic containers that rice comes in. Um, It's like that size. Um, And so I would suggest if you're going to go the active charcoal route, that that's what you do, um, that you go ahead and you just get the loose, loose charcoal Dump it into a bowl, put like two two bowls in the fridge, like top shelf and bottom shelf or top shelf or in the drawers, um, and then put one in the freezer. And just close the doors and let it stay in there for a day, two days, forever,
2: As long whatever, as you want.
1: As long as you want. Um, the other thing that you can use is you can use white vinegar. Um, so same thing, just put a few bowls of, of filled with white vinegar into the fridge and into the freezer, close the door and let it sit. Um, the reason that I think the active charcoal might be a little bit better is because the vinegar might freeze in the freezer. I was going
2: to say, what's vinegar's freezing point? But
1: I actually don't, I don't know what vinegar's freezing point is. I should have researched that. I thought
2: you were everything vinegar.
1: I mean, I am, except this one thing. Can you, can you Google vinegar's freezing point while you're, airplane Airplane mode? mode, um, while well, well you well, you google that, um i'm gonna actually, I think this is our break um
2: vinegar freezing point, there we go, you found it, Google says it's twenty eight degrees, oh, so your freezer should not if unless you are
1: yeah you your freezer should be okay, yeah, like yeah, but you... the active charcoal is also an option, so yeah, I think so
2: that's right. yes.
1: Okay, so yeah. So, Claudia, that's all you're going to do. You're just going to stick these things in there and you're just going to leave them in for a couple of days um, and that will take care of the problem. Do check that drip pan, though, because I I think that that's that's probably going to be uh, important, too. On that note, this is a good time for us to take a quick break. John and I will be right back with more about your kitchen appliances. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. welcome back to ask a clean person the podcast i'm jolie care and i'm joined by co-host and residency john taylor we're closing out our spring cleaning arc wash what happens with a focus on major kitchen appliances and teen memes
2: teen memes (laughs) push your fridge out of window teens
1: (laughs) Do it, do it, to do it. Do it. Um, alrighty, we have um, a question from Adam.
2: Adam. Ah, the gender imbalance. Not present this time. No, I balanced it. All right. Actually,
1: we're, we, have, we have more dudes than, than women this hey, time. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: dude question. Hi, Jolie. I'm a stupid idiot loser. <laughs> Jesus, man. I know, right? <laughs> no matter what you did, unless you're the asshole who put the fucking car freshener in the freezer... <laughs>
1: Listen, Adam, you're doing better than the guy who put the car air freshener in the freezer. Don't yeah. be so hard on yourself, pal. We Seriously. love you.
2: Unless you're a Yankees fan. Yes. I'm a stupid idiot loser who accidentally melted the rubber made top to a baking dish in the oven, and I read your insightful article on Deadspin about how to clean up from this situation. I followed your wise instructions and got all the plastic gobs out. It's been a few days, though, and when I turn on the oven, it still smells like burning rubber. Is it normal and okay to still smell like burning rubber, or should the smell be gone? I would just wager it's never really a good sign when something smells like burning rubber. But yeah, unless
1: you're drag racing,
2: I'm worried that I miss that I miss some that I can't see. Maybe onto some of the inner workings. I have a gas stove. Also, can I just maybe live like this and be okay with it smelling like burnt rubber and maybe burning rubber every time I use the stove? Or is it not okay? That is such a dude question. Do I have to do something about this? Can I live is, this way? Is it fine if it just kind of like creates dangerous fumes? <laughs> Any help is much appreciated. Yeah, because because here's the thing, I can I can even. No, you should not have burning rubber in your oven. That's dangerous. Yeah, That's no, you should. Really, a bad idea because that will put out bad chemical fumes if you keep doing it.
1: Yes, John is right.
2: Um, yeah, and, and I thank and, you
1: for your contribution. You're welcome.
2: Two degrees. <laughs> help me infer that burning rubber is dangerous.
1: Um. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, no, I don't want you to live like that because <laughs> you, don't <have> <laughs> you don't have to live like this, Adam.
2: <laughs> Seriously, man. Damn. Just
1: put a car air freshener in the oven.
2: Also, send a video if you do that as to what the results are.
1: <laughs> and moving on to our next question. No. Um, okay. So yeah, I I agree with John that uh, that that's not a smell you want to be living with. Um, I think I know exactly what happened and how to help you fix the problem. So don't worry about that at all. I want to say before I get into <laughs> uh, what he should do and then also like your general oven cleaning instructions, um, I picked this question on purpose because the melting of plastic in ovens is a thing that happens, I will say, blessedly not super frequently, but but it has happened to enough people who have written to me that I can say with confidence that it's not that uncommon. It's don't don't beat yourself up for doing it. Like it happens. Nah, man, shit happens. Um, shit and, happens. And, I, and I and I and I and I say that because when I was doing the promotion for my book, I did a lot of radio.
2: You did a book,
1: um, John. I you wrote... have your red clay.
2: I have this. <laughs>
1: And you know what? I respect that. Um, so I, you, when you, when you promote a book, you do a lot of radio. Radio sells books, which is crazy and weird, but it's true. Um, and I did this one show in Atlanta, um, and the 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 people at my publishing company like gave me a heads up before the interview. They were like, just to give you a heads up, like we're not totally sure that this lady is going to be like friendly and i they were like Good. just they were like just just have a heads up just like be like be on your toes that like she might not be she might kind of come for you and she did try she tried it i snatched her wig uh it did not work at all she did not she did not like the title of my book and she had things to say about that to me and i was like well i like it <laughs> <laughs> like I was, that was like, that, wow, that really I got off to a good start. Like, I was just like, I just wasn't there to play her games, you know. Um, and one of the things that she came for me for was that the question of melting plastic in an oven um, is addressed in my book. And she was like, "There's no way that this happens. No one does this. No one's that stupid." And I was like, "Listen, it happens. I can promise you it happens. I've gotten more than one question about it. It's not because people are stupid." I think that that's a really unfair characterization of something that's just an easy mistake to make. It happens. And, yeah, so I just, like, you know, I, I always I always like to tell that story because, you know, I know one of the things people really like about this show is that I'm not judgmental about the situations you found yourselves in. Um, and part of the reason that I'm not is because, like, that lady was such a drag. and I And it was so unfair and so lame of her. Um, and I kind of wanted to be like, well, you never made a mistake in your life. You know what I mean? Like we all make mistakes.
2: Like, nobody's perfect.
1: Nobody's perfect. Um, okay. So let us talk about the, the general instructions. Cause you know, Adam already knows what to do. Cause he went and read this article on deadspin, um, that I wrote years ago. And actually you guys should go look at it. I mean, I hate, I hate to tell you to give deadspin clicks, but you should go look at it because the art that Sam Woolley did for it was so spectacular. Um, and it, and I always think of it when I think of the, the melted plastic and oven questions. Um, so here's the, 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 thing you have to do when you melt plastic in the oven is you want to turn the oven back on, but onto the lowest heat setting possible, which is usually about 200, 250 on most ovens. Keep the door open. What turning the heat on is going to do is pretty obvious. It's going to soften the plastic back up so that you can sort of scrape and wipe it out. Now it's maybe not a bad idea to wear some heavy work gloves so you don't get burned um, the reason you want to have the door open is because you want to kind of keep an eye on the plastic and when you start to see it softening, melting back up is when you want to go in and you want to start scraping it. And you can scrape it with like a metal spatula. You can scrape it with a scraper tool. Um, I wouldn't use your credit card for this operation. Why
2: is credit card would you jump to?
1: Um, because cre- you use credit card for scraping a lot of times,
2: for for scraping up piles of cocaine.
1: Yes, that and other things. Credit cards are convenient scraping tools. You're talking you-
2: about cocaine, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not
1: talking about cocaine. This is how rumors get started, Todd. This is how um, rumors
2: happen. We've I've, I've done that joke. <laughs> you have
1: done that joke. <laughs> um, but it was better the first time because it was actually a Stevie Nicks joke that time. That's true. Um. So yeah. So you're just going to scrape it up, but you also like if depending on how kind of like i guess like thin the wax or rubber was um you may also just be able to be like wiping it out with paper towels but again you know, just mind your hands got hot oven okay now here's the problem that i think adam is having i do think that the um the i think the rubber or plastic whatever it was i think it dripped down the, the in a gas oven gas ovens have what's called the access panel which is basically the floor of the oven Um, but it is not baked into the oven. Excuse the pun. I know. Sorry. As it was coming out, I was like, this is so bad. I can't do it, but I'm going to have to do it. Um, that is the access panel is actually removable. And what's underneath it is the gas burners. I don't know what that, what the thing is called. The the gas with the flames that the that thing.
2: <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. I'm not helping. you. I, I
1: know. I was like really looking. For I don't know a what the parts of an one. oven are
2: called. <laughs> oh. It's the big hot box where food gets warm. Like that's just, that's all I know.
0: Pretty
1: much, yeah. Um. So here's the thing. You want if you're gonna if you're gonna get under the access panel, obviously, do not have the oven on. The pilot will be on, and it's it's okay. Just be careful and be mindful of the fact that the pilot is on back there. But don't have the actual oven on for it because if you have the actual oven on for it, there will be flames and you will get burned. Um, If you're really nervous about it, you can shut off the pilot. But I don't think you need to do that. Um, So what you're going to do is you're going to get under the access panel. It usually just like screws out. Um, And then you're just going to check under there and just see if anything is melted under there and, and clean it up. So. That is what you're going to do, Adam. You're going to go and you're going to find that rubber and you're going to be okay. The other thing I think you should do is I think you should give the oven a thorough, proper cleaning because it's possible actually that just using regular oven cleaner will get up whatever weird remnants are lurking around. I do think that they're under the access panel. I do think you're going to have to get under there. But it's possible that you just missed a spot that you didn't see or maybe it's all the way in the back. Um, And so you're going to be doing some oven cleaning. Now, I have to tell you guys, I am overdue to clean my oven it is a job that i am almost always overdue for because i really put it off because i hate to it's satisfying and i do get the gross water out of it and so that's always incentive
2: you might but... be the only person on earth for whom gross <laughs> water is an incentive
1: me and all my weird twitter followers who, who tweet your, water at me every week.
2: wonderful fetish
1: community. <laughs> <laughs> i get listen we're recording on thursday yesterday was washwater Wednesday it was like the most robust washwater Wednesday I've had in ages I, I every week I can't believe how much there is every week like it's just crazy to me and Twitter's finally recognizing the hashtag finally I was so excited you tweeted it
2: at I me. I did I was just saying now that Twitter's recognizing the <laughs> hashtag you can join the only other people on Twitter who still use hashtags which is the alt-right loonies
1: that's not nice John don't compare me to them I'm not
2: comparing you I'm just saying there's your hashtag. And then there's, like, the, people you know, Clinton hash- killed Obama hashtag.
1: People still use hashtags?
2: The olds. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> the olds use hashtags. No. Like, people who work for, like, people, people who work in marketing and think that's still what, like, the teens do use hashtags.
1: True. All right, what are the teens using instead of hashtags?
2: Um, meme videos, Snapchat I, I don't know. I'm not a teen. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, John. I am very far from being a teen. You
1: <laughs> you were making fun of me for being old. I cover
2: baseball. It's the least teen sport.
1: That is very true. No,
2: well, hockey. Hockey is far, far less of a teen sport. Yeah. Nobody watches hockey.
1: Was that little girl with the puck a stunt? That was a marketing thing, right? That wasn't real. I have
2: no idea what you're talking about. Oh,
1: okay. Well, we'll talk about it in the bonus episode. Um, all right. Oven cleaning. Oven cleaning. I do not love oven cleaning. It's a really gross job. I hate oven cleaner, I think, is the biggest problem. I hate oven cleaner. Um, I have to give you guys a safety warning first because part of the reason that I hate oven cleaner is that I actually have gotten burned by oven cleaner, and it fucking hurt, and I'm always so worried that it's going to happen again, even though now I, like, go in basically wearing a hazmat suit. Um, Oven cleaner. I'm talking about, like, the easy-off stuff that comes in the can. It is no joke. You guys, this is like, I know a lot of times I say like, you should wear gloves. You should do this When you work with oven cleaner, you have to wear rubber household gloves. You have to. It is not an option. You also have to be wearing long sleeves. This is where I made the mistake that I got burnt. I came home one day after the gym and I was like, all right, I got to clean my oven. I'm already dirty. I will just like do this now and then I'll go take my shower. And I was wearing a tank top. And so I put my gloves on dutifully. I, I sprayed, I did my whole thing. And when I was cleaning the oven, when I reached in, you, you have to wear, I'll go into this a little bit more, but you have to basically work from front to back because you want to be wiping away the cleaner. So you're not coming in contact with it. I had missed a little spot on the side of the oven when I, when I went to go reach all the way back into the back of the oven. It made contact with the side of my upper arm and it burns me. And I had a literal burn like and I felt it in me. Obviously, you feel it immediately. And so I like jumped up. I flushed it with what because I knew what was going on. And I was like, shit, I know this is going to be bad. I flushed it with cold water, like did everything. And it still like really, really burned and like did leave a scar for a good long while. So don't mess around with the oven cleaner. It It's. You can use it. You shouldn't be scared of it, but I just want you to take the right precautions, which is just to wear long-sleeve clothing and rubber household gloves when you're working with it. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to get your can of oven cleaner. I would suggest that you buy the odor-free kind, but I'm also going to tell you that the odor-free kind is in no way, shape, or form odor-free. It stinks. I don't know how they're getting away with marketing these products.
2: relatively (laughs) odor-free compared to the...
1: Your house will stink. I mean, it's so bad. It's such a, it's like, it makes X14 smell like perfume. It's so bad. So, speaking of the smell of it, well-ventilated area. Turn on your vent hood, open your windows. You do not want to be shut up in a house with oven cleaner. It stinks, even the odor-free kind. So you're going to shake the can up. You're going to spray the oven. Easy Off is the one that you use on a cold oven. I like that because I have a gas stove and so I don't want a hot oven situation and the gas being on and all all this stuff. Um, So I like the cold oven stuff. You're going to spray it all over. Make sure you get into the back of the oven. Make sure you get the roof of the oven because splatters will go upwards. Obviously the sides, the bottom, and the racks. Um, then you are going to close the door and you are going to leave it closed for 10 to 15 minutes. You also want to check the manufacturer instructions on the specific stuff you buy. If you buy easy off, it's 10 to 15 minutes. But if you buy a different brand, check the instructions and follow the directions that they give you. Um, that's pretty important. Um, after your 10 or 15 minutes, you're going to go in with your gloves on. Of course, you're going to take out the racks. You're going to wash the racks first. Um, the reason you want to do this is because you want to have your sink free for the rest of the operation. Um, And obviously in order to reach like to the sides and the back, the racks have to be out of the oven. So take the racks out and wash those first, stick them in the sink. Basically what you're going to do is wipe them down just with a, a sponge or a rag. Know that after you're done with this operation, whatever sponge or rag you use is going in the garbage. It's not, you're not going to save it. So don't use your favorite cleaning rag, because you will have to throw it out.
2: Please tell me you have favorite cleaning of rags. Of course
1: I have claim- favorite cleaning rags. You've rag.
2: named them, have you? <laughs> I
1: haven't named them, but I should. Um, <clears throat> maybe I should give them all little, like, coordinating names, like the seven dwarves. I'll think about it. Um. Okay, so you're going to you're gonna basically wipe And everything should basically wipe off pretty easily because the oven cleaners, I mean, look, the oven cleaner took my skin off. It's going to take off whatever was hanging around in your oven racks. Um, so you're just going to w- wipe those down, get all the stuff off, rinse them off, dry them off, and set them aside. Then you're going to go into the inside of the oven. Now, there are two ways that you're going to work, and they're very important. The first is that you're going to work from the top down, and the second is that you're going to work from the front back. Now, the reason you're working from the top down is because as you work from the top down, all of the stuff is going to drip. So if you clean the floor of the oven and then you go up and you do the roof of the oven, all of the stuff that's on the roof of the oven is going to drip down onto the floor that you've just cleaned. Because as we've discussed a number of times on this show in the past month, there's a thing called gravity. Um, So you're going to work top down. You're also going to work front to back. This is possibly the more important part. You want to work front to back because you want to get all that stuff off of, oh, I don't think I told you to spray the door. Spray the door. The door gets very dirty. You're going to start with cleaning the door. The reason you want to do that is because then as you're reaching towards the back, if you haven't already cleaned the door, you are going to be like laying on oven cleaner and you don't want that. So so top down, front to back. And you're just going to wipe it with a, a sponge or a rag. Here's the thing though. You're going to have to rinse frequently I would suggest that you get a bucket of clean water and just leave it right next to you as you're going to sit yourself down on the floor for this just leave the bucket of water because otherwise you're going to be standing up and sitting down and standing up and sitting down to like rinse under the faucet Um, you will almost assuredly at some point have to stop and change out the water this is such a gross disgusting job I have photos of oven waters past From my own life, I am never not shocked at how disgusting it is. Like it's just
2: black water.
1: It's brown, oily, better, slimy, viscous. So
2: it's just basically oil.
1: It really is. It's awful. It's 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 just quite quite bad. So yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to change the water pretty often. Um. All right. That is your basic oven cleaning instructions. We have one more question to get through. This is going to be a little, I know we're going a little long. This is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, phrasing. What did I say? It's
2: going to be a little bit shorter. I don't know. I just, I'm.
1: I, I said we've gone long, so this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Right,
2: so I, I figured it's a good phrasing.
1: Oh, oh it was good. Oh, I yeah. thought you were making fun of me. No. Personally. I was like, what have I done I, wrong now?
2: A different Adam asked.
1: <laughs> Wasn't that good?
2: More than one atom.
1: There's so many atoms.
2: What happened to Eve? <laughs> Julie.
1: I was, like, about to make it all about Eve, joking on it. Uh... I,
2: couldn't, I couldn't quite
1: figure out how to nail it, so I didn't.
2: Julie. I just moved into a new apartment, and the dishwasher smells like a dog's wet breath, i.e. moldy and gross. After reading your posts, I assume white vinegar is a must, but I'm fairly lost when it comes to the actual process. Help. Thanks, Adam.
1: Help is here. Help is here. All right, you guys, this is a, this is the time we're going to talk about kinky drain lines. Uh, Dishwashers. I had a weird run in the late summer, early fall where, like, everyone I knew who had a dishwasher in New York was asking me about how to clean their dishwasher. Hmm. And so I've been like, do you have to talk about this for a while? Um,
2: My idea would just be squirt <laughs> dishwasher soap all over the dishwasher close it and run it problem solved
1: it's not far off actually wow not far off
2: look at me i should I be mean, posting this podcast
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't Who's say a
2: cleaning expert now
1: <laughs> that's right um i wouldn't say squirt dish detergent yeah, because whatever. what here's here's why
2: dishwasher soap is right. i
1: think mean, yeah you said dishwasher soap because Christ, here's why because, two of these and like... because yeah you guys were drinking um, because here's what people are going to do. They're going to take dish soap, not dishwasher soap. They're Teens. Gonna...
2: <laughs> if you were listening, fill your dishwasher with dish soap.
1: <laughs> you This happened. You know how often people do that? That is like, com- that is so common
2: Do you guys. What? Putting dish soap in the, in yeah, the little like, container where the soap like the putting little...
1: using like Dawn or Palmolive instead, instead of, the little, of like, like cascade or finish. Little, yeah. yeah. You
2: guys, don't don't. That's a sud nightmare.
1: That's how your machine. Your machine will overflow with suds. I your floors will be very clean, very clean. But but you'll be laundering a lot of towels. Yeah.
2: So teens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so teens. Um. Okay. So let me talk to you about dishwashers. I had a really nice night the other night where I settled in with a beer and about 20 open tabs about dishwasher drain lines. And I let out, like, the biggest contented sigh. I closed all – I closed Twitter. I closed Gmail. I was like, sigh. here I am in my happy place, me and the drain line research and my Bud Light. Uh-
2: <laughs> it's the Bud Light that gets me. That's That's –
1: And every time I opened one, I was like, oh, a hockey beer. (laughs) The
2: beer of choice for every 26-year-old chud in Murray Hill.
1: I mean, that's a pretty accurate description of the Jolly Care experience.
2: What, Murray Hill?
1: Uh, A 26-year-old chud from Murray Hill. It's kind of like, that's sort of my driving life force, I feel like. Frat boys? Yeah. I mean, I am kind of a frat boy at heart.
2: So you've now called yourself on this podcast an uncle and a frat boy.
1: Do you not know that I'm a bro?
2: I've gathered. Okay. You're wearing a 69 shirt. <laughs> you're
1: wearing a 69 shirt.
2: I don't think you're on your way to a cotillion <laughs> ball right now.
1: Oh, my God. My mother tried to get me to do debutante, and I was like, "Uh, oh, no way, mommy. Um, okay. So the other Adam mentioned that the dishwasher smells like dog's breath. So I, I think that I know what his specific problem is. Um, but I do get quest a lot of questions about kind of different, different kinds of odors that are going on. And one really common one that goes on in, in dishwashers is a mildewy smell. So I want to start with drain lines because if you're having a mildewy smell, um, and I also think that Adam should do this because when he says dog breath, that could contain multitudes.
2: Dogs' um, breaths do contain <laughs> multitudes.
1: They sure do. Um, So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to go check the drain line, and I want you to check for kinks in the drain line. What kinks in the drain line will do is give Jolie Care untold opportunities to make kinky cleaning jokes on her kinky podcast.
2: It also kinks in the drain line works perfectly with that Silver Juice song, uh, Punks in the Beer Light. (laughs) Finally, cleaning content for me, the disaffected hipster.
1: (laughs) The reason that you want to check for the kinks in the drain line Kinks in the Drain Line would be a really good song title. It really well, does. Again,
2: it fits perfectly with punks in the beer line. It really yeah. Teens, go listen Teens. to Silver Jews.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um The reason that you want to check for the kinks in the drain line is that kinks will lead to slow draining water and slow draining water will lead to mildew. So check that first and just I mean, literally unkink the drain line.
2: Wait, where where is this mystical drain line?
1: Again, just like the drip pan, you got to go Google your make and model number and you got to look and see where the drain line is. It's probably in the back of the unit. I, you know, not, not, not actually being a dishwasher repair person. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you quite how to access it, but Google that. Um, Okay. Now this is what I do think the other Adam's real problem is, but I would, Adam, check that kinky drain line. Get kinky with it if you must. Uh, here's where I think his real problem is, though. I think that he has got food debris trapped in his food trap.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Food trap.
1: Food trap. All right. Here is where you're going to find the food trap. The food trap is on the bottom of the unit. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go in there. You're going to have to take the bottom rack out. You might as well take the top rack out while you're at it. Just get in there. Take the bottom rack out. And it should be. On the bottom of the unit, probably towards the back of the unit, it literally is like a little rectangular mesh-looking thing. That probably is filled with food debris. Mm. Yes. Uh, check it for food debris. Scoop it out. Gl- rubber glove, paper towel. Uh, and, then, and then wipe it out with paper towels and, and just maybe a little bit of all-purpose cleaner. Uh, a thing... To avoid this. So at, at some point, I am going to wa- write the like definitive guide to how to load a dishwasher. I, I have been asked to do this by... This is the most
2: dad thing. When the dad Olympics are created, and in between competitive napping <laughs> and thoughts on whether or not defense <laughs> wins championships... Loading a dishwasher is like... I have seen dads on Twitter, because as a sports person, everyone I follow is a dad. A dad. Get into... like All of them are convinced that they know the one true way to load a dishwasher.
1: I know. That's why I won't write about it. That's why I won't write about it. Because there... The, the secret is there is no one true way to load a dishwasher. It has to do with the style of dishwasher you have and the way that your racks are configured and, and there are nuances. Um... But, yes, this is like it is it is a it is a thing that makes people crazy um and it's part of the reason that I've avoided writing about it, but I have like I have committed to a very, very beloved and trusted editor that I will do this and I will take this on so um one thing to say about the the the, the universal I believe I'm right about the dishwasher experience is that people have very strong opinions about whether you should or should not scrape and or rinse your plates before they go in. There are answers to those questions. There are nuances. I am not going to get into all of them right now, but I am going to quickly say just this and people do not lose your minds at me because there are nuances. Okay. If what I'm about to say doesn't line up with your personal philosophy please just take a timeout, cool your jets and know that I will address your personal philosophy down the line. Okay. But generally speaking, other Adam asks like what he can do to avoid this. So one thing is if you scrape your plates, not rinsing them, scraping them before they go in, it will cut down on the amount of food particles that are collecting in that food trap. So scrape, don't rinse. Now the rinsing thing, just to quickly go there and then quickly go back away from that. What
2: is this? The abortion debate? of It literally,
1: yes, it literally is like this, this makes, this makes people crazy. People, someone is going to try to stab me with a fork over this one. Technically speaking, you should not rinse plates before they go on the dishwasher. The dishwasher is more effective if you do not put rinsed plates in there. There are whole other reasons for this.
2: Well, I'll be a son of a bitch.
1: But there is a diff but I I and I say that to say this. There's a difference between scraping and rinsing. So scraping good, rinsing bad, but also nuances and knives and things to say about it. Let's move right on to the gasket. Where I feel happy and safe. Okay. I feel happy and safe with gaskets. Okay. Uh, Gaskets, you guys. Just in case you don't know this, uh, is the the rubber lip around the the door and opening of the dishwasher. Uh, The gasket of a dishwasher, just like the gasket of a washing machine, and just like the gasket of a refrigerator, can get quite gross. Uh, That can be holding in smells. That may be part of what other Adam's problem is. You can wipe that down um, with just a rag and a little bit of either white vinegar or bleach, not both. Um, then the last thing to do, this is how you deep clean uh, dishwasher. After you've done those things, you've checked the drain line for kinky things going on in there. You've checked the food trap. You've wiped out the gasket. Then you are going to run an empty load uh, with either bleach or vinegar, not both, never both. Um, the way you're going to do this is you're going to put, um, like a glass measuring cup or a, like a small glass bowl on the bottom rack filled with, um, either the bleach or white vinegar, about a cup is fine. Um, in fact, if you're using bleach, you don't even need a cup of it. Like a quarter cup is fine. Um, you're going to put it in, close machine, run an empty cycle, and that's going to clean everything out. And that's all you need to know. That's how you clean a dishwasher. Wow. Easy. Yeah. Don't put dish soap in there. That's bad.
2: Unless you're a teen.
1: <laughs> in which case. Do it for
2: the memes, in, teens.
1: In which case, take video. Seriously. And. will get
2: you on Worldstar, maybe.
1: And send them to at Jolie Care and at J.A. Taylor. Oh, I meant to tell you, I got a really nice note from one of my patrons. Okay. Um. Saying that she has loved you on the show as the co-host, and she spelled your last name right.
2: That's the most important. I thing. know.
1: I was like, oh, I have to tell John about this. My
2: bizarre Anglican spelling. <laughs> I'm going to start a support group for all us T A Y L E R folks. You should. Who have to deal with this? You should. Because it's the, it's the phonetically correct spelling. <laughs> it's not. Taylor. Oh, I was hoping you'd go into this. Look, my John J O N is the phonetically correct spelling of John. The, yes. H, the H makes no sense. It's a bloody well, Anglo-Saxon invention. How no did you purpose. end up with
1: J-O-N as the spelling?
2: Because my full name's Jonathan.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. So I just shortened it. Okay, I thought. But Taylor, thought. taylor,
2: taylor with the O, should be Taylor. Yeah. So if it's Taylor, then just say it with an E. Spell it with an E.
0: Okay.
2: Do me a favor, you goddamn animal. Spell it with an E. <laughs> I've cursed way too much on this podcast. I love
1: it. I'm I'm finally the one who doesn't have the wicked potty mouth. This is supposed to be
2: a family-friendly endeavor. (laughs) It's not. Where parents and their kids can sit down together to find out how to clean an oven. (laughs) And instead, I'm here cursing, like, fucking Lenny Bruce.
1: It's not meant to be family-friendly at all. At all. No way. If it was family-friendly, I wouldn't get questions about people sticking air fresheners in their refrigerators.
2: There, when you said sticking my mind went way, way. I do get
1: those questions too. Oh, I'm sure you do, do because quite honestly,
2: there really isn't like a manual for how to clean those things out. No, there.
1: I actually I just got a question and I have a guest coming up um in the next couple weeks who's going to be perfect for this. I just got a question about how to clean vampire gloves. I didn't even know what vampire gloves were.
2: What is a vampire And so glove? I
1: googled them. They are they're used in the fetish community, not my kind of fetish community, in the sexual fetish community, um, for um, for scratching. Like
2: for, what
1: for scratching? What do you mean? Like so, like a like do a, they
2: draw blood. Like a
1: do, Like a dominatrix or a master will wear them and scratch their.
2: So do they have like? Is it like the Freddy Krueger glove from like?
1: No, I. I think that they have I didn't I didn't look up actually an image of them that Scratch- I can't
2: but does it draw blood it can for consensual scratching no no I'm, I'm just yeah. like I've never heard of that before
1: no I hadn't heard of them either but I was like oh that makes complete
2: wow, sense wow well teens if you have <laughs> scratching videos please do not send those to me I have no interest in that <laughs>
1: Are you gonna miss the show when you're gone? John? I'm gonna miss <laughs> reaching out to your army
2: of teenage <laughs> listeners who may or may not exist.
1: Are you gonna be sad that you're not gonna be here for the the Vampire Club episode?
2: Well, of course, because now I'm like massively intrigued by what that—that's
1: what they look oh like. Oh my god, they're cool, man. Maybe we should get some vampire gloves.
2: That's some like.
1: They have like fingernails on them. You oh, I think
2: it's like oh, it so it's from an Elder Scrolls wiki. That's a video game. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Elder Scrolls. Is I don't a... think
1: I've ever played a video game in my life.
2: Really? Is that crazy? Not even like an arcade game? I'm an
1: only child.
2: Wait, but not so, even but not even like something like ha- Pac-Man I w- or
1: I've I've played Pac-Man
2: or something like like you know what I mean, arcade games like Yeah, I've played just... arcade games. But that's a video game. Is it?
1: Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I have played arcade games.
2: Pac-Man, Missile Command, Centipede, Street Fighter, Frogger. Frogger is a video game. Okay. It's a very early video game.
1: Yeah. I used to play those at Nino's Pizza on Charles Street in Boston. So around the corner was my pizza joint. They had... As a a mass
2: hole, and this will probably just get shunted off of the bonus episode, I'm sure you have thoughts on Berlucci's declaring bankruptcy. Bertucci's. Bertucci, sorry. I do.
1: I do. We'll talk about that on the bonus episode. I'm really sad I saw
2: every Massachusetts person on my timeline was having a goddamn conniption over it. You're welcome
1: for me not having a conniption over it, but I will do one on the bonus episode. We got to wrap this up because we have gone crazy long, but this has been great. John. Yes. Thank you.
2: Oh, you were just addressing me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you had a question.
1: Um, No, I just wanted to say thank you for being here. My pleasure. This has been great, and I have really, really enjoyed it. It has been so much fun to have a co-host again. Thank you for being a good sport about the red clay. That's over, though.
2: (laughs) It is literally over because your friends at Crud Cutter heard you and did something about it. Thank you, (laughs) Rust-Oleum Corporation, which is a phrase I never thought I would say.
1: Did you call them? Did you do something? Did you do this, John?
2: Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> I have friends in high cleaning places.
1: Uh, well, I, I just want to say thank you again. I have really loved having you here. I hope you will come back. Of course. Um, I, um,
2: you got to do, whenever it is you do, a pet episode. I'm sure you've done them in the past.
1: Well, we did one when you were here with Lindsay.
2: But, like, specifically but just all pets.
1: We will do some pet episodes, and I do want to have you guys back together... Um, because I wa- i know you have some new toys that you've been playing with.
2: Okay, when you phrase it that way,
1: <laughs> like vampire gloves. <laughs> oh, no, they—they have some new. Well, we
2: we have our new Roomba. They
1: have a new Roomba that they've—they've they've been.
2: They sent me the nine eighty.
1: I know they sent you the nine eighty. It's I,
2: very fancy. I
1: saw a picture of
2: it today. It's crazy. I
1: poor fish. We'll He's talk okay about it, with it. He seems okay, but we'll talk about that in the bonus episode. Has the Bissell arrived yet?
2: Bissell. The cro-
1: the Bissell Crosswave thing.
2: There's abyssal coming.
1: Yeah, you knew about this. Mm, did I? Yeah, we already talked about it on the show.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll refresh your memory. I've been drinking too much.
1: It's okay. Um, yeah, I want to have you guys come back and talk about those. Um, and yeah, it's just really been a pleasure. Thank you. This My pleasure. Been very, very... it's been very fun. Good. Thank you okay. to the
2: Jolie Care fan community. <laughs> the... I would say like there's no like portmanteau of care and maniacs.
1: No, we can.
2: You need to give your fans a name
1: i used to call from... them dust bunnies i thought that was cute
2: you're scrubbing bubbles <laughs> there you
1: go actually that's pretty good um all right you guys on that note that'll do it for this episode of ask a clean person the podcast if you like what you heard today please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards i'm offering to my listeners i would also love it if you would subscribe on ACast or itunes Leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you and thanks to John for joining me for another episode of Ask the Clean Person, the podcast.